Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Amen. Sit down from zero to hero. I said from zero to hero. I said from zero to hero. I said from zero to hero. This is your future from zero to hero. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 15. A certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there he wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man came, gave unto him. This is the greatest picture of zero that you can ever have. And we are going today from zero to hero. <laughs> hey, it's powerful already. He wasted his substance. How many have wasted your life before? Wasted years, wasted years, oh how foolish. Many times we've wasted our opportunities, just like my singer has wasted the opportunity to sing. You are too late now. Amen. So many times we waste our opportunities. We've wasted opportunity to marry somebody. You wasted opportunity. You wasted opportunity to go to school. Now you are so mature, you cannot remember anything anymore. Maybe you were in a good church and you, you had a good relationship, but you wasted the opportunity. Maybe you were younger, you could have worked for the Lord. Maybe you were a student, you could have done things. The Bible says he wasted his substance. Many times we waste our money, we waste our lives. My message is entitled, From Zero to Hero. Then when he had spent all, to ensure that the zero was fully a zero, the Bible says, and there arose a great famine. It would have been bad enough if he had just wasted everything. Amen. But the Bible says that when he had spent all, verse 14, 
there arose a mighty famine. Now, in order to ensure that this boy gets to a full zero or, if possible, negative, the famine was not just ordinary, it was a mighty famine. Hey! How many realize that if there is any space below the zero, he's still descending to that point? And the Bible says, and he began to be in want. Then, to make matters even more securely as a zero condition, he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, which made him a refugee. Which is even more zeroic. You don't have money. You've wasted. So if, when you realize that you've wasted what you have, psychologically, you feel more depressed. And your mind, you know, sort of is part of the problem. You, you realize you've wasted your opportunity and you psychologically, you, it really pains you. How many have bought something and you saw it cheaper somewhere and said, oh, no, 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 no. So even though you bought a good thing, that's what they call bias remorse. You, you sort of struggle even as you have the thing that you bought that Man, I could have bought it for much cheaper. Mercy. I could have bought two of it. I could have bought three. One day, I bought a cheaper truck. Right? When I was buying the truck many, many years ago, I said, are you sure this truck is a good truck? I bought it just at second. <laughs> home second hand. I said, are you sure it is a home second hand? They said it's home second hand. The problem with the truck was that it was automatic. So I discussed a very beautiful looking truck, color blue. It was color blue. So I took it, paid for it, and they would not release the truck until I paid. So I paid in full, took the truck. When the truck started working, in the first week, the tipping part of the truck, the truck is a tipper truck, so it's to tip. So if you don't tip, it means the truck is not working. <laughs> so my truck wouldn't tip. After tipping, it looked like it was tipping. After a few tips, it stopped tipping. So I said, who can repair this tipper truck? And they showed me a place also near circle. <laughs> so I went to that place. And when I got there, they said, oh, this truck, we know it. I said, what? You know this truck? He said, oh, yeah, we have repaired it before. We have repaired this very truck before. So I tell you, that was just the beginning of my struggles with that taper truck. So I realized that I had wasted my money on the wrong track. So psychologically, all that the track was, was struggling because I know that I've wasted my opportunity, my money. Mercy. 
Now he became a refugee, and he sent him into his field to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine eat. Now, to be, give, to be sent to eat swine, you need to understand, God willing, if we are in Jerusalem in the coming year, you will understand. When you go, just ask, can I have pork? And see their reaction. They don't eat it at They don't have it. Hey, cannot bring a, a, a pig, swine, to this area. They don't accept it at all. So for Jesus to get, tell that the boy went not to eat it, but to feed them. The zeroicness of the guy was just too much. Now, as he was eating, feeding them, he wanted now to join them. To eat. This is sub-zero, sub-zero. I don't think there's anybody who has gone below this condition before. He wanted to now eat what the pigs, he was sent to feed them, but now he was quarreling with them over the food. Verse 17. But when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare? I perish with hunger. Verse 18. I will arise. I will go to my father. I will say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And verse 20. And he arose and he came to his father. And as he was afar off, his father saw him and had compassion, ran, kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven in thy sight. I am no more worthy to be called thy son. But his father said to his servant, Bring forth the best robe, put it on him. Put a ring on his hand, shoes on his feet. Bring hither the fatted calf and kill it. Let us eat and be merry, for this my son was dead. And is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Amen. Are you there? Now at the end of this story. This boy was having a party. You see initially he had nothing. But at the, he was zero. But at the end there was a party in his honor. He was the hero. He was wearing new clothes. He was wearing rings. They were killing animals. How many of you have had a cow killed for you before? Even a chicken, they only kill a part of the chicken for you. But this young man was now wearing a uh, uh, what do you call it? He was wearing a special robe. Amen. He was wearing a special robe. He was wearing a ring. They were killing cows for him. And in addition to that, to confirm that he was really a hero, people around were now feeling jealous of him. In verse 23, verse 23. Verse 24, the Bible says that the elder son was in the field. And as he came in and drew night to the house, he heard music and dancing. He said, who is the hero? And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, thy brother is come and thy father has killed the calf. And he was 
angry. Why are you angry? They are doing a party for a hero. And you are angry. When you are really blessed, people will be jealous of you. If nobody is jealous of you, you are not a hero yet. May people be jealous of you in Jesus' name. I don't mean that you should experience jealousy. It's not easy to live with in the midst of jealousy. But what I mean is so blessed that people actually wish they were you. It pains them. It pains them. So brothers and sisters, this is zero to hero. Zero with nothing. Less than nothing. You are struggling to eat the husks. That is the orange peels. The outside of the orange or the outside of the pineapple. Next time you are eating kebab. Meat. One time you are a refugee. Another time you are the center of attraction. May you be the center of attraction in the name of Jesus. So now, the, 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 the wonderful story that God has revealed to us just brings one question. How does a person go from zero to hero? And the answer is just in one word, which is decisions. 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 Amen. If you look into this book, you will see that a decision changed a zero into a hero. The Bible says, when he came to himself, another version says, when he came to his senses, another version says, when he started thinking properly. When he started thinking correctly. When he came to himself. It's like he sat up. He started thinking. He said. How many of my father's hired men. Have more than enough bread. And I'm dying here. With hunger. Now. One thing that is going to change you. And change everything about you is decisions. I mean, there are two other things you could also say if you want to have three points in a sermon. Be practical and be humble. He was realistic and practical. He said, look, even if I'm a servant, it's better than what I have. I was explaining earlier this afternoon to some people that even if we do not have tarred roads, that the government will put a grader to work to smoothen the roads so that we use it like that. It is better. Because we need to be practical in order to move forward in our lives. And sometimes when you are practical, it rather even takes you very high, higher than you even intended to go. So brothers and sisters, to be practical, to be realistic, to be humble enough to take the decisions that you need to take. So every one of us needs to be decisive. In my book, The Art of Leadership, 
the probably the most important chapter is chapter 38 which says be decisive it is the greatest attribute of a leader i believe that a government is defined by the decisions that it takes a pastor is defined by the decisions he can take your greatness is directly proportional to the decisions you can take for your life and that is why even your decision to marry reveals that you can take a decision that you can take a practical decision that you can take a good decision that is why it is used to determine whether you can lead a church your decisions in life define how you become now one of the greatest decisions you will ever need to take is a u-turn decision all of us should become like police cars one day a taxi driver in Kumasi was parking at the wrong place and the person who was in the car asked the driver what are you doing and the taxi driver explained to the passenger he said taxi dear it is a police car and to meet you to meet you see and to me parking what baby is that how they say it it's a, it is a police car and to me to c10 u10 s10 and to me parking what baby that is a taxi a taxi is like a police car it can park anywhere it can do u10 it can do c10 it can do s10 taxi is like a police car hey! now what we need to believe as christians all right is that we are like police cars we can do you we can do s we can do c we can park anywhere god says we should park can i have an amen from somebody now if our government would take a U-turn on our educational system. All Ghanaians will be happy. I can tell you for sure. All Ghanaians will be happy. And to me, try you, U-turn. And to me, try see anybody who cannot do U-turn, you are likely to be lost in this life. If you cannot do U-turn in your life, you can easily be lost in your life. You must know that a human being is prone to making mistakes and errors. And if you have made yourself that, as for me, I cannot do reverse, you have, you have killed yourself. You must always have in, within you the capacity to do U-turns in your life if you are going to go from zero to hero. Because at times you realize... I am on the zero way. And I need to make a U-turn and become a hero. Everybody in this room is destined to go from zero to hero in the year 2011. So you 
must open your heart to you terms. In, and when we say you turn, I don't mean there are certain things you can't turn around in. You don't say, oh, I'm a Christian, I'm going to become a Buddhist. No, that is not, a, that is not what I'm talking about. Don't be silly. Tell your neighbor, don't be silly, eh? Or you are a teacher, you say you are going to become an arm robber. Or you are in lighthouse and you say you are going to another church. Don't be silly. I'm not talking about such things. Um, because there are some things that also don't change. There are some aspects that should not also change. The Bible says God with whom there is no variableness or shadow of turning. Now, in U-turn decisions, you need to learn how to take decisions. You need it. You need to. And when we do, we save ourselves ending our lives as a zero. Because you may be a zero, but you don't have to end as a zero. With one decision, one decision, you will not be eating the outside of a pineapple. Outside of an orange or the outside of yam. These are what you are eating. These are what pigs are eating. The outside of the uh, sweet potato. Outside of a coconut. Hey! You must be decisive. Four reasons why you must be decisive. Number one, God is a decisive God. God takes decisions. And the Bible says, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Number two, how many want to be like God? All of us. Number two, all great leaders are decisive. Many years ago, I made Bishop Saki be an evangelist. We had a crusade called It's Gospel Crusade. But the time came when I felt that the Lord was leading me to do evangelism. And I made a U-turn. I said, you know what? You become a pastor, I'll be an evangelist. It's a U-turn. I said, it's a U-turn. A to meet you what? C. A to meet you what? U. A to meet you what? S. A to meet you what? Bumble. Number three. A failure to decide is a failure to lead us. How many will agree that if the mayor of Accra says and announce and take a decision that no one will sell a car or a caterpillar or a grader or any such pickup in a fridge in Accra again, how many realize that a crowd will suddenly change? But can you take such a decision? So you see, every government, every leader is remembered by the things he decided to do. And the things he was able to implement. So be, every great leader is marked out by his decisions. The new government in, in uh, England, 
since they came, some young guys, they have implemented all kinds of decisions. It's not easy for them there. But a failure to decide is a failure to live. Number four, failure to decide is the same as a decision to do nothing. Failure to decide is the same as a decision to do nothing. I've decided to just be there. So we are calling on ourselves in the coming year, decide, decide, take some decisions. Brother wants to marry you, decide. Stop laughing at people. Don't laugh at his bony face. Don't laugh at his shorts. Don't laugh at his trousers. Don't laugh at his nose. Don't laugh. You, are, you, are, you take a decision. Don't laugh. Take decisions. Don't laugh. I see you going from zero to hero. Hey, soon somebody is going to be doing a party for you. Soon you will be the center of attraction. In Jesus' name. And finally, I want to share with you 10 decisions of Jehovah. Number one, when the earth was without form and void, God took a decision to create heaven and earth. Genesis chapter 1. There was no earth. Now the earth was there, it was without form and void. But God decided to create. Number two, when God created man, and he finished, he clapped for himself, but he realized man was lonely. So he took a decision to create a sub-man. A modified man. He decided that man should have a companion and decided to create a version, a weaker version of the man. Wow. If you had finished building your house and you realized that you, you, you forgot to put a toilet in the house, he said, look, even though you finished painting, you have to take a decision. I need to put a toilet in the house. Amen. So God had finished his creation. He realized that, ah, there's no door in the front. And it can happen. Sometimes you finish building the house, you realize that when you walk through the door, you hit your head on the... You have to take a decision to break down that place. How many are prepared to take decisions? When it looks like you finished something and you realize, no, let me rather take a decision. Number three, when the earth was full of wickedness, God took a decision to kill all the human beings and leave only Noah and his family alive. It's a decision. Clap for God. Clap for God. This is what we cannot get. Can you imagine? You've made people. The people have become plenty. You decide, I'm going to drown everybody. Let me drown. A good choir leader must be able to dissolve his choir. No more choir from today. Go away. People don't take decisions. If you put three types of people, certain kinds of people in charge of Kolebu, they will take some decisions there. You will see just now. If we had decision takers in charge of our roads, radical decision takers, 
they will, they will change everything. What we need are people to take decisions. So you see, your life is a certain way. Things are going wrong, wrong, wrong. Take a decision. Someone, maybe you are dealing in, uh, 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 what do you call it? Paint. And you must take a decision to start dealing in cement. It's a decision. Or to close down your shop. One day I met a lady who was selling provisions. So I said, how much profit do you make? So no, I don't make profit. So I said, where do you get my So my husband gives me money. So, so, so you must look at the business and realize that this is not a business. Some of you, you are doing business. There's no business in it. You might as well take a decision and drown all those things and start something else. But we don't want to do it. Number four. When God saw Noah's sacrifice, he took a decision not to destroy all living things anymore. When God saw this, he said, oh, I won't do this again. It's another decision. And since then, he has not drowned us. Otherwise, we would have drowned a long time ago. Noah's wickedness and our current wickedness. Hey. Number five. And there are scriptures for all the Genesis 8.21. When God saw the homosexuality in Sodom and Gomorrah, he took a decision to burn everybody there. One of the difference between African leadership and white people leadership, a white man will sack you now. Black man will call, set up a commission. Committee of inquiry. To investigate. To see. White paper. When we were at Collegono and we attacked, they set up a, commi a commission. Ah, I was even abroad when I heard they set up a commission. I didn't know what a commission was. I didn't know how useless all these commissions are. And they are white papers. I didn't know that it meant nothing. I rushed every time. They said there's a meeting. Government, whatever. They are coming to look into the issue. I didn't know that it meant nothing. So I was so zealous and I attended all the meetings up till today. Today, up till today. They have not released the white paper. They said they are going to release the white paper up till today. Oh. Start taking decisions, Mr. Zero. Mr. Zero. Ask your neighbor, Mrs. Zero or, or Madam Zero, you, you need to start taking some decisions. Oh. You see, I don't know the examples in your life, but you have to look into your life and you realize that God is a God of taking decisions. He takes decisions. He's not just there. Number six. When God saw the Israelites were suffering so much in Egypt, he took a decision to rescue them from Pharaoh. Number seven, when God was taking the children out of Israel and they began to complain, God took another decision to keep them in the wilderness for 40 years. Etumitra what? C. Etumitra what? U. Etumitra what? S. Etumipaki what? You've decided to save them. As you are saving them, they are complaining. You decide, I will kill all of you just now. You see fire. <laughs> He's a miracle working God, but he is a decision-taking God. 
It's a decision taking God. Ah, it's the Alpha and the Omega. It's a decision making God. Hallelujah. Number eight. When God saw that one of his main angels, Lucifer, was rebellious, he took a decision to cast him out of heaven. He said, go out. Hey. One day, I had a dream. In the dream, I was a boxer. I was wearing blue shorts and my opponent was wearing red shorts and we were boxing like this and you know you see I'm not a fan of boxing I don't know much about it but in the film I was the boxer now do you know who the other boxer was it was a beautiful lady who used to sing before I preached when I'm about to preach, she comes to sing. And she'll sing a nice song. Just like how Ida said, beautiful. But in the film, I was boxing. And I boxed. Then suddenly I got out of the dream and I said, You are sleeping, you get up. And the Lord said, This girl is fighting against you. And the Lord revealed and showed me how she was fighting me in the ministry with other people talking, 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 talking. They were a group. I took a decision. I took a war. I set up a commission. I organized a committee of inquiry. I decided to pray about it. Now, Bible says, cast out the scorner. And strife shall cease. Take a decision, brother. One day, I had an assistant pastor. Hey, he could criticize me. So one day, I called, I said, come for a meeting. We sat down, I sat on the floor. That time, I didn't have a big office. So we sat on the floor. I said, you, my assistant. He introduces me to preach. He announces, he takes off the, everything in the church. I said, you are criticizing me. God has shown me. I said, from today, out. Huh? Why? I said, out. Huh? If you don't want me to do anything in the church, okay. I can stay in the church and I said, no, no, out. From the day this gentleman went out, strife, reproach, confusion, everything went out with that person. And since then, I've been with my Bishop Saki, Bishop Eddie, and the people that God has given to me all these years. So sometimes when I see people, they want to have a lot of people. You need few loyal, few is enough. Don't have plenty disloyal, few. Loyal. Amen. Cast out the rebellious one. And confusion will go. Number nine. 
when God realized that Israel did not want to be ruled by a prophet, he took a decision to change the style of leadership from judges to kings. And number 10, when God saw that all his creation that he had made was going to be lost, he took a decision to send his son to win us back to him. Amen. He's a decision-making God. He's a decision-making God. He's the Alpha and Omega. He's a decision-making God. He's the decision-making God. He's a decision-making God. He's the Alpha and Omega. He's a decision-making God. I wrote a book, Seven Turning Points of My Life. I'm like a police car. I took a decision. When they attacked us in Kolegono and broke down the church, on Thursday, May 28th, 1998, I took a decision to leave. And that very day, I, I came here and I saw this place. $1.5 million. We didn't have anything like that, but I took a decision to get it and to come. We are here. We are here. Amen. Take decisions. Take decisions. You will go from zero to hero. The Bible says, with good advice, make war. May 2011 be a year where God will embolden you to take decisions that will change your destiny from zero to hero. Some of you, your main decision must be, I will be a permanent member in the church. It's true. Some of you, my decision, I will be serious in the Lord. Some of you must take a decision, I will start to pay tithes from today. Take major decisions. Major this, I will serve the Lord. When I took a decision in 1991, I said, I will be in full-time ministry. I begged my sister, give me money. I'm going to preach. I have nothing. She said, I'll give you. I took it, anything to do. I'll do it. Take decision. It changes your life. I can see my life go like this, like this, that. Based on decision upon decision. Upon. It's because we don't take decision. Ghana, when somebody does something, we never sack. The sign of a good leader is that he's sacking people. If you are a leader, show me somebody you have sacked before. <laughs> eh? Show me somebody you've sacked before. You've never sacked anybody. How can it be? You must sack somebody. Whenever... One of my pastors sacked one of his workers. I congratulated him on it. And I said, I'm surprised. God, you have demonstrated such strength to sack this person. I was so excited by his ability. I, imme I immediately knew his leadership had risen. That he could sack. Sacking is a sign of a leader. 
It's people who are not leaders. They are there. You see, 25 typists in one office with one typewriter. Everybody's reading graphic, reading whatever, reading the take a decision. A, an aeroplane like Ghana Airways. Every day that it flies, I am sure, uh, not that I'm sure, but I've heard they pay as much as a million dollars a month. I don't know if they are still flying. As debts. Are they still moving around? But nobody will take a decision until Ghana owes $100 million. They won't take a decision. Years ago, I read state railways every month that they operate. Huge million. They will never take a decision. State transport is making loss every day. They will not take a decision. So you have people at the helm of affairs who don't take decisions, which means that they do not lead us. We are not being led. We are drifting. It's like a ship on the sea going whichever way the circumstance pushes us. So leadership is decision taking. That is how, that is a leader. When you meet a leader, I tell you there will be only one description. A gamma was a sandewa. If they don't tell you that your Sunday is wawadencha, you are not a leader. Yeah, how do they say it in three? If they don't say you are not a leader, they don't have to praise you that oh you are very soft, you are very gentle, you are no, they have to say a sandewa. The best is in the gun. Otuleju. How do they say in Yoruba? Otileju. Is it correct? Otileju. Otileju. Every language has a way they describe. Is is the way junior workers describe their boss, whom they sense the strength in him. They describe a He doesn't understand anything. This guy, ah, this man. And that's how people talk about white men. These white people, they don't understand anything at all. Oh, this white man. <laughs> that's why his, his Golden Tulip Hotel is nicer. And it's nice to enter. Because he doesn't understand anything at all. If you don't come by seven, bye-bye. If you are not here by five, go away. If you are not here by this, bye-bye. That's your last day. He doesn't understand anything at all. It's a decision taken. Because you will not take any decision about the secondary schools. Our children will continue to go to school. And all, they will come, they cannot speak English. They go to university. All poor. it's all cheating, cheating. How many have seen a pot before? Wave your hand. Wave your hand. Look at, look at it. Ghana today. Everybody has seen a pot. When I was in secondary school, I tell you, I never saw a pot. The nearest thing that came to a pot was you will hear of something, the practicals. That you get some big idea. Something, a big idea. There was nothing like that. So now when someone said, I had a level. O level, I had a one, one, one. It has a meaning. But today, when you say you have ten ones, it, and what do we have? Sport Ghana, university, poor everywhere. It is useless. But you see, if somebody will rise up and say, okay, I am taking the decision. It's my responsibility. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Oh, you will see. Yeah, everything will change. 
That is why they brought people like this, Salifu and Mankwa, or the one who came to circle. Said, from today, nobody should be here. Straight away, there was traffic can move at circle. Only just one Esanewa. Well, then a person to come to circle, and circle is clear. Not, not, not intelligence, not school. Leadership. Decisions. I have decided that from today, all of here, clear! <laughs> that you see the place. That's why we are all going to Europe. Because there, even you cannot park your car. One of my pastors, he was there in his house where somebody in the, who was staying next door, he went and, and was doing a plumbing business. He was a plumber. So he prospered and he bought a van and he wrote on it, John's plumber, plumber, plumber John. Plumber, John the plumber. Can you believe everybody in the area came together to everybody's house that we want to move John the plumber. He's changing this area from a residential area by putting his car here. You cannot write your car. But Ghana, somebody can make a hotel by your house just now. A chop bar, a drinking bar, a school. When you wake up in the morning, ringa, ringa, roses, ringa, ringa, roses. What song do they sing? Big A. Small A, as in apple. Big A, small A, as in what? Apple. Oh. Huh? Big B, small B, bo, as in balloon. There's nothing like a residential area in Accra. Everywhere is office, chaos, chop bar, drinking spot, drinking bar, everywhere. Church, mosque. One of my pastors, he woke up, there's somebody possessed part of the road and he built a mosque there. And he put a loudspeaker, a small personal mosque. And he started, Allah Kubala. Hey. A church can come to your next door house. Oh. With instruments, with everything. But if you get one person who say, hey, from today. But we are not practical. That is why. That's all that we need is need a leader. Not a politician, a leader. Not an educated person, a leader. Not an intelligent person, a leader. We need somebody who will take them and take this. When we wake up, you know, we say, hey, so today what are they going to decide? They will all put on Metro TV to see what they have decided. The next decision that has been made in the nation that is taking us from zero to hero. But we, 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 we are not seeing the decisions. You wake up and say, when they come, there's somebody's come to make a speech, to make an announcement. Say, what decision have they taken today? Hey. May we be filled in our personal lives with the ability to take decisions. Amen. From zero to hero. By what? Decision. Decision. Decisions. U10. C10. S. What? It doesn't mean divorce. Don't bring that. It's not a U10. Divorce is not a... Don't be silly. Tell your neighbor, don't be silly. 
Give the Lord a clap offering. God bless you. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.